Well, you know, we, we, we're jumping on the sports hour today, this portion of the podcast, and it's because, while it may not be an hour-long conversation, it's going to be a valuable one. Because sports is missed right now, sports is needed right now, and I'm sure my next guest, Gary Walker, would totally agree with me. Gary, welcome to this podcast. Uh, thanks for having me, Alex. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. You know, I mean, obviously you're home. Everybody's pretty much home, and we don't know what the next steps are going to be with this. Um, but I know that our, the pages that we run and that you've created, friends are like NY Yankees and friends are like the NY Yankees, we're doing a service to those Yankee baseball fans, aren't we, during this time? I would hope so. I think we. I think we. We're doing. We're doing what we have to do. We're uh, keeping our members informed. Uh, that's what we want to do uh, because uh, we we love the game, and uh, you know we love our team, and uh, we just want always uh, for for all good fans, good Yankee fans, to know that uh, whatever the situations are, whatever the news are, news that's coming out in. Uh, Today's world is happening, and we can be involved and to keep supporting and following the team. Well, and you know what I was thinking about pretty much the last few days with missing opening day, but I was thinking about how much baseball did play a role after 9-11 and the comeback that we had after those devastating attacks. I mean, you and I remember Bernie Williams up and down the corridor of Yankee Stadium, shaking every hand of the first responders. And I truly hope we see that again this year um, from this generation of players. Uh, yes, uh, you know, it would be it would be a nice thing to happen, uh, you know, to uh, celebrate, to celebrate, uh, you know, the uh, causes, the victories, and just celebrating baseball in, gen- in general. Uh, I'm I, I grew up with baseball. I've been following baseball pretty much since 1964, uh, as far as my dad teaching me the game. Um, and, you know, and uh, I was fortunate enough to see Mickey on the field, uh, you know, for two or three games uh, with my uncle taking me from New Jersey back in the late, you know, mid to late 60s. So it was, it was a time where baseball in New York was king. And uh, we 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 still would like it to be king. Well, I tell you, uh, you talking about king of baseball. I mean, '64. When you say that, I automatically think of the Bob Gibson Tim McCarver connection. I mean, that defined the '64 year, did it not? Uh, for the Cardinals. Well, well, to be to be technical, in 1964, I was only five years old. But my my dad, okay. my, my dad, you know, rest his soul. Uh, was a was a National League guy, and you know he wanted, uh, you know he 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 was he was a Mets fan. He was really a New York Giant fan when they moved to San Francisco. He became a Mets fan. Didn't really like the American League, but at that time, you know, in the '60s, you can root for both teams, you know, with the Mets and the Yankees. But uh, times have changed, of course, and um, to me, it all changed pretty much within this town. Once again, uh, you know, the gap from the M&M boys, you know, from the early 60s to the 50s Yankees, it changed back when, when George bought the team and especially when Reggie came to town. Well, I was going to say, so when did you think the change went from liking both teams to that? So it would be that moment specifically, or do you think other moments happened along the way to where the separation became even wider as the 70s came through, the 80s rolled along, the 90s rolled along? 
Well, you know, the thing was in the early '70s, as I was, I was, as I was growing with the team, as a, you know, these were my early years with the team. Uh, I jo- I really joined the team as a fan in like 1967, and uh, even though I rooted for both teams at the time, but it's when Reggie came to town. When Reggie came to town, he changed the whole personality of the team. You know, of course, with the help of guys like Nettles and, and of course, having Thurman, who was the personality of the team himself. But that's what really, really brought, you know, the Bronx Bombers back in those days, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, you're not, not, Kim, when you say that. I mean, the Yankees hadn't won, what, since, uh, I, I believe, the 50s, because they lost in 60 to Bill Mazeroski and the Pirates. But then... They went on this drought. Steinbrenner, George Steinbrenner takes over. Then only four years later, he wins a World Series. I mean, that was one of the most well, dramatic turnarounds um, up until the 90s. You have to understand that uh, basically he, he, you know, because because of the, mo- the money influx coming into the league, uh, they really expanded their, their rules uh, on free agency. So uh, the thing is, is that uh, that's when you had uh, – Big owners now buying in, and Steinbrenner really was was the pioneer of that. And uh, you know, to me, you know, I mean, even though even though it changed the game really on a you know on a 180 uh, spindle, uh, the, the the game has the, the game the game in a lot of ways has improved in that sense, because and and some of it. Some of it was abused because free agency now the players do make a lot. They make too much money, um, but they made it more of a business standpoint. But it gave it gave the opportunity of guys like George Steinbrenner to to reshape a team within a certain amount of time, and you know, and the Dodgers were doing it now, and and other teams have been doing it, and look at even the Houston Astros did it, so. The point is, is that, you know, even though, like I said, that, you know, there's uh, heads and tails on, on these kind of things. And, you know, that there were, to me, there were more positives than negatives on it. And uh, you can see what it does, what it does to a team, not only in baseball, but in sports as well. Well, when he had said, when Mr. Simon said he was going to have a hands-off approach, of course, that changed pretty quickly, and he he engineered one of the best successful tra- franchises in in baseball history. Uh, yes, he did, Alex. Um, you know, he, he you know he he had a he had a vision. You know, that's how he built his company. Had a shipyard company, and he invested in other other things, and as well. And uh, just for uh, the listeners, uh, George Steinbrenner also invested in the sport of horse racing as well. He uh, owned. Yeah, he owned a farm in Florida, uh, which which actually uh, uh, bred bred horses, and he bought he, you know he owned race horses as well, and uh, it was known as the Kinsman Stable, uh, which had Bellamy Road, by the way. That is correct. That is correct. Uh, he who won the Wood Memorial, um, you know, at Aqueduct. Correct. That is correct. So. And of course, uh, it was interesting to see the Steinbrenner family in their Kentucky best at the Derby. He fell short, but man, that was winning the Wood Memorial was such a big success for Kinsman Stable. Now, Gary, you have all this passion, you have all this. So, is that why you decided to turn it into a Facebook page or two? Is that your passion drove you to create these pages? 
Uh, well, like I said, the thing is, is that um, I had a small group to start. Uh, the you know Facebook kind of offered me these pages because they saw I was into the team and I was making posts on my personal pages. So they asked me if I'd like to expand, and I says, uh, you know, it's 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 uh, just trusting the people who are true fans and who are not there for uh, any kind of sensationalism. So. Uh, I decided to do it, and uh, they were kind enough to uh, give me two pages uh, to uh, explore explore uh, new new ideas and new people. So I decided to take them up on it, and uh, we're growing. We're growing page. We are growing pages now, and uh, people uh, obviously are uh, pretty uh, pretty satisfied on uh, what we do. And we hope we make their, uh, you know, we hope we make their lives and uh, we entertain them uh, as as best as we can. Well, have you been, I've been posting a lot about today, but I'm sure you've been posting memories that you have of the game. And if not, that'd be great to do as well, just to post memories. Hey, do you remember this happened? While we miss baseball now, let's go back in time for it. But that's kind of what I've been hoping to achieve is that we talk about the memories to keep them alive and to keep people entertained by that. Well, yeah, right. Because because let's face it, you know and I know the history of this team. There's no other team in sports, probably in the world, that has the history that we have, as far as fans that followed the Yankees. And, and no, and and you know it's a global mark. I mean, New York Yankees is not just national; it's global, and it's in Japan. It's everywhere. It's impressive to see. Yeah, we. You know, it's. You know, it's. You know the you know Yankees are worldwide, and um, that's why the expression is known. It's Yankees universe. You're right, right. I have uh, that shirt in my drawer, actually. <laughs> uh, so, Gary, what can we look forward to on your pages, and how can people find them? Um, okay, what they can do is is that you know if they are members of uh, Facebook, we only do Facebook. Um, what they could do is they can search. Uh, Friends who like the New York Yankees uh, and and friends who like the NY Yankees. Those are the two titles. Uh, one the, to the both pages that one has the emblem on a flag with the uh, New York interlock on on a baseball diamond, and the other one has the famous Yankees emblem with the uh, with the top hat with the uh, uh, Uncle Sam top hat and the baseball bat with the script. Join. Uh, we just ask that you know you you know that uh, that you're a Yankee that you really like this team because we want Yankee fans on the on this uh, on this page and we want them to be uh, supportive and uh, informative as well. By the way, a quick sports update: James Dolan has tested positive for coronavirus. I mean that is wild, if you ask me. But uh, Gary, I know you were talking about Manfred, and what is his thoughts about opening up? What are, what are you reading out there for us uh, this weekend? Okay, well, uh, Rob Manfred, uh, as far as I, I, I've seen the uh, video on his interview, um, he's he's stating that uh, that that baseball will will be uh, commencing this year, but of course we they have to wait for everything to clear medically. And uh, and schedule wise, uh, they are uh, recently they uh, they're uh, thinking about trying to put a 140 game season together this year. 
but that, of course, would, would involve a lot of double headers uh, during the season. Well, that's going to be the interesting thing. Of course, you in those in that area you grew up in baseball, you saw doubleheaders. Isn't that how they were for a while? Like that was the norm: Saturday afternoon doubleheaders, free, you know, one admission. Right, doubleheaders were great, but you know, I mean, they are. It's you know, you spend a day at the ballpark. It's a nice hot summer day, or it's a warm day, and you're watching the game you love, and you're with people, and. And uh, every everything everything you know is uh, copacetic, but uh, you know times have changed, and you know we're in a world now. It's the 21st century. Uh, you know, uh, it's it's basically a, a business-stated uh, game, as such as all sports now. So you know they want to go go for the ticket sales and the revenue, and and you know and of course right. you know, because of the network shares as well. So, but they they really don't want to lose too much TV money. That's really, to me, I think 50% of the problem with MLB right now. Uh, they really don't want to shut down because if they do, they're going to lose a lot of television revenue money because, of course, as you know, just like Yes Network, uh, SNY, uh, these owners own the network, and not only do they lose the, the gate, but they lose the television revenue as well. Well, so you're saying if they were to double headers, it would probably be a split double header where each would be separate admission. Uh, I think most likely, but you know, you can they could probably they they'll probably negotiate maybe a few games. You know, they'll they'll throw a bone now and then. You know, one more one more story about the week that I thought was fascinating was uh, Scott Boris, a man who certainly doesn't want to lose any of his contract or his players' money uh, for them. Uh, is advocating to play through Christmas. I think that's kind of wild, but is that a bizarre or reality we could face? Uh, I personally, I just think he's sensationalizing it. I think he's he's being facetious. Um, maybe maybe it's a um, maybe that he's sending a message to uh, MLB saying saying you know we could be playing on Christmas Day. Uh, you know, it's maybe maybe a little, uh, you know, far-fetched, you know, a far-fetched idea, uh, you know, being ridiculous about it. Uh, you know, sometimes we don't know what these uh, guys are uh, trying to put across to us. But, uh, you know, uh, like I said, once again, uh, I believe that the MLB season will happen. Uh, I just don't know, uh, you know, we just don't know when, but they – but uh, I posted the Daily News is reporting that uh, they, the earliest target date is, is going to be May 15th of this year, if, if everything works. That would be a blessing. <laughs> that would be a blessing. Now, I've got to, I can't let you go without asking this, Gary. Uh, rally up a little bit because it's Saturday. No one else is doing anything. Let's rally up a little bit. Uh, Donald Trump going to A-Rod for advice. I don't know what to think about that. It's kind of crazy, but maybe he's looking at him as someone who could get the Stop the Spread movement going. I don't know, but it was just kind of a bizarre headline amongst it all that the former Yankee was contacted by the president about coronavirus. Um, I, I, I mean, I, <laughs> I really don't want to uh, politicize, polit- politicize not only the game but our page even though politics are always involved. But uh, all I can say is, is that, um, uh, you know, they, one thing they both have in common, they love the media. 
President Trump loves the media and A-Rod loves the media. So, you know. Yeah, I think I think it was more of an effort to get people to stay inside. I mean, if A-Rod advocates something like that, his fan base would listen. That's just what I would yeah. think. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to tell you, uh, I just want, I just, uh, I would like to mention a story uh, that happened to me in my life where I, I, I did meet a, I did meet a New York Yankee twice in my lifetime live. Uh, the Yankee was the uh, New York uh, baseball player, uh, Joe Pepitone. Um, uh, I met him at the stadium. Uh, uh, you know, I, I shook his hand when, you know, when they were doing back in batting practice. Uh, what happened was to make a long story short, uh, when my uncle took me to the old Yankee stadium in the Bronx, um, we, we got there early and, uh, for batting practice. So I, you know, I was about seven or eight years old back then in like 1967. And, uh, he, 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 you know, I inadvertently said to him, you know, I would like to meet Joe Pepitone. He goes, you want to meet him? He said that he's a friend of mine. And I, I said, you know, I'm like, no way. So he walks down to the dugout and he walks down to the dugout and he sticks his head at the end over the railing. And he says, is Joe down there? He says, Joe Pepitone, I, I got to speak with him. I'm a friend of his. So about a minute later, I'll never forget this. His head comes out and, and, Joe's, and, and Joe goes, who wants to talk to me? So, so my uncle shakes his hand. He says, he says, re, he says remember me? Uh, my, uh, my uncle P goes, remember me? He says, uh, he says, I have a nephew who loves, he was a big fan of yours and loves you, and he wants to meet you. So he waved me in. I walked down, and I shook his hand, you know, and he's like a real Italian, a real Italian guy. He had like the hair on his hand and big, huge hands, too, and I shook his hands, and he said, nice to meet you. And I was like starstruck back then, you know, and uh, I just got a big kick out of it, and I found out years later that, my uncle did that for me, and he didn't know Joe Pepitone. Wow. And so what ended up happening? Okay, what happened was is that it, 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 it's, it, it's amazing how the world turns. Uh, in 1990 or 91, I was driving limousines for, for a while. And uh, what happened was Make-A-Wish Foundation had an account with the limousine company I was with. And... Um, and uh, and and they and and I I was I uh, I had the job to pick him up. I picked him up at his house. He lived on Long Island, and I took him to the Make a Wish Foundation because he had a session of autographs, and they paid for the whole thing for the children and everything. Took his wife and his kids to dinner, and I told him the story I just told you, and he got a big kick out of it. And he was like the nicest guy in the world. And, and, um, you know, he would, even though he was like an average or maybe even above average ball player, um, he was very good with the fans and he's a, and he's a local New Yorker. He's kind of a Joe Torrey type of guy He's from Canarsie, Brooklyn. And like I said, he, he was very, very humble. And he, and he asked me to call him by his first name. I took him down to a place uh, that that night uh, for the for the uh, autograph signing and the uh, festivities somewhere down in Chelsea in Manhattan. I think it was on 21st Street and in like a club they had this. So anyway, he 
he told me not to wait in the car for him because I was instructed to wait until he was done because he was going to be in there an hour or two. So I was just going to sit there and wait. I was, you know, part of my part of your job being a, 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 a chauffeur or a limousine driver. And sure. uh, he, so he goes, no, he goes, I want you to come in with me. He says, I don't want you to sit here for two hours. So he, he goes, Joe Pepitone invited you in for dinner. Right. So he goes, you're my guest. You're my guest. So he said, no, this is at the photograph signing for, for Make-A-Wish. So I walked in there and you know, you know who he introduced me to? He introduced me to, uh, uh, to another Yankee. Do you remember Rick Cerrone, the catcher? Yeah, of course. I actually had Rick Cerrone, the PR person recently. But yes, I know Rick Cerrone, the catcher as well. Right. He introduced me to him and he was he was terrific with me. And an old uh, an old radio announcer uh, from the 60s, 70s, maybe a little the 80s, a person by the name of Art Rush Jr. Hmm. So uh, I used to do WABC radio sports AM. So, well, you know what the thing with Joe Pepitone was? He was a character. I mean, for a long time, he was a character. Still is to this day. Yes, and, and he is a bit of a guido, you know, and, you know, because that, that was his upbringing. He was an, he's a New York guy. Uh, he's just a very natural guy. And, uh, and like I said, uh, he's very good with the public. And, um, you know, uh, he had problems, some, some personal problems in his life uh, back in the... Uh, Back in the 80s, and George Steinbrenner helped him out to become a scout. So he was scouting for the Yankees as well, trying to find uh, upcoming ball players. So uh, things kind of turned around for him a little bit, and that's what, that, that was the time basically when uh, I met him again and uh, drove him to the, uh, to the event. And like I said, um, uh, Joe is, is a real heads up guy, and uh, anybody, whoever meets him, you will. You will definitely, you will definitely meet and greet him, and you won't be sorry. Sorry. Well, I, Gary, this is this is great, and I got to ask you. So, the current Yankees, we're going to see Mr. Derek Jeter get in, inducted this July, hopefully, praying so. Um, are you planning a big thing on the pages for that weekend? Like any any big columns you might write, or anything that's going to uh, be on the page that we can look out for for the induction weekend? Well, I'll treat it just like I did, like with Mariano. Whenever Mariano has a, you know, has a speech or has, uh, you know, uh, a televised uh, event, um, if we can post it, we definitely will. Uh, he deserves it. Uh, Derek's been, you know, he Derek's been one of the great Yankees, um, you know, in in the history of the team. So, uh, you know, him and Mo, they they. They did what we, we they did what we asked them to do and even more. Um, you know, it's like in those days in the '90s. You got to admit, we, we we you know when we saw these guys, we said okay. You know, we knew we were going to win one, but you know we're good for two. Instead, they gave us four. So, you know, it's it, it, it was uh it was quite a run back then. Yeah, and and you know, and it's like uh you know it's. It, 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 even though George still controlled the team, one thing you will, will nobody will ever in professional sports will never see an owner like that again who's so involved with the team. Where you know, in a sense, you know, he has that childlike will where he wants to win, and he'll do it at any cost. And 
and you know, and um, at least now uh, his son, who, who who's the uh, principal owner, uh, Hal, at least he he didn't make a make a promise to the Yankee fans, uh, telling all of us that if we're patient and wait. He says he's not his father, but if we're patient and we wait long enough, that uh, good things will happen for the team. Well, I was going to say, so let's say we do play this year, which I think we will eventually, um, and maybe get everybody healthy in the next few months. Could we see a run uh, once this whole thing gets started? I'll tell you, though, uh, I am concerned about the injuries, the in, the, the, you know, because uh, – Nobody, even you, you, you know, you didn't expect these kind of injuries to happen. Also, mounting this fast, you know, what happened to Paxton, what happened to Severino, uh, you know, in ways we didn't see this coming. So, you know, uh, you know, we're not talking about trades or, or you know, demotions or things like that. We're just talking about injuries. No, and you know, nobody, you know, and nobody saw like, you know, look at this, look what happened. You know, we get. We, we get Stanton. Stanton comes over. When he comes over, he's getting hurt, you know. But but he's Superman with uh, the Marlins. It's so, hard to fathom, you know, Gary. It really is hard to fathom. Oh, it's it's it, it makes people crazy, you know. It's you know it's it's it, it, it it's going you know it, it look we're, they're all human beings. We're all human beings, and these things will happen. But it's just amazing how it was sort of like an avalanche and everybody else, you know, next man up net last year in 2019, everybody stepped up. Uh, the, the, you know, the, the, the player to me who stepped up the most, who nobody on the team right now, who stepped up the most, you, you know, everybody has their equal equivalency of stepping up. But the one who stepped up the most to me right now and, the guy, you know, the guy's got like ice water in his veins. Is like Gio Urshela. The Urshelas, the the Lemayhews, the uh, you know the Talkmans who came in there last year as well. Hopefully he's back healthy. Um, there's just a whole row of them, you know, that that came in the clutch when all these other guys were out. And Aaron Judge, I mean that that to me is probably the saddest story because he's, well, you know, he's been trying to work hard, but he's also been injury prone. And have a collapsed lung. That's that's not fun at all. See, see, the the problem in today's world, in today's world in baseball, is they, you know, the working the work the personal workout regimens of these players. Uh, uh, this these type of workout uh, sessions are not made for Major League Baseball. They're really not. It's made for football and uh, any type of contact sport. But it's not, you know, baseball is not a contact sport, so it's really not made for that. Where you know, it's it's not it's you know it's made to for, for people you know for people of talent of of you know of natural ability. Uh, the part you know, uh, you know it you know one thing I love about baseball the equivalency is it doesn't matter how fat you are, it doesn't matter how thin you are, it doesn't matter how tall you are doesn't matter how short you are if you got the talent you've got the will and 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 you have you have the 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 disposition of being of being a baseball player it's going to happen that's all you know well i didn't even i didn't even get your take on the astros but you know that's all scenarios 
kind of cooled through COVID. Uh, do you expect that to get heated up again once the season starts, though, that people will still be jeering them every time they're on a field this year, despite what we've been going through right now? Um, you know, I, I'm just hoping it's going to be different. We have to expect the fans to, to know that, you know, it's not going to be a typical opening day. Um, we're just going to have to slowly try to get back into the game, and hopefully the game will take off again. I don't know. Just it, They're waiting for all these restrictions to be lifted, and if they do want to play, and by May 15th, hopefully everybody can be out and about, but if that's not happening, maybe they do play without fans for a little bit. I don't know. And it's kind of weird that these other seasons have been suspended up and down the aisle, and there's, there's probably going to be no closure to major league, to you know football, uh, to basketball and hockey, but maybe baseball will bring us back to where we want to be. I'm hoping so. That one thing about baseball and Gary, you know this, right? I mean, it saves lives, does it not? Doesn't the game of baseball save lives? Uh, well, yes, it definitely distracts whatever whatever uh, whatever rough times people are going through. It's a great distraction, and it. You know, it is part of our American culture. You know, we grew up with it. Um, we love it. And especially it goes at the time of the season. To me, the best time of the season, which is summertime, where, you know, you can you can enjoy the weather and enjoy a game. It's an outdoor sport. And be with people, you know, celebrate. And it's just it, – it's supposed to be a time of joy. And um, – we're just hoping we can get back to that this year. And I certainly hope, uh, Gary, like in 01, we have first responders, the doctors, the nurses throwing out first pitches all around the league. Let's save the players for another day, you know, the former players that shine in the first pitch. Let's leave that open for the, you know, first responders, the workers, uh, the doctors, the nurses. And you know what? Let's give them a parade down Canyon of Heroes. What do you think about that? Oh, that's, that sounds very good, Alex. That, that's a good idea. Uh, that's something that, you know, they should be definitely noted for. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, saving lives, especially here uh, with the pandemic in the tri-state area, in New York and New Jersey and Connecticut, um, you know, they, they, we, we couldn't thank the people enough. And, and one thing, uh, I want one more word of encouragement from you about whether or not you think, even though parks might be closed, just go in the backyard and have a catch with someone. I feel like that's a great way to, quote-unquote, social distance, and it's also a great way to just keep the game alive, even the backyard catches, you know? You got to do something to keep you busy in the month of April. Yeah, definitely. You know, even though even though we we self-quarantine ourselves, um, you know, for people who, who want to, you know, jog or whatever, just, you know, you can jog around the block and picture it. Picture yourself running the bases, something like that, or have a catch, like you said. You know, it's it's just good mental therapy and physical therapy as well. But uh, you know, just try to keep your mind on the game, even though the, even, you know, even though uh, we're we're into a, a new phase of life, uh, you know, our new reality. Just just try to keep uh, just try to keep a good distraction, you know, to keep you going, and uh, hopefully we'll get there soon. How do you think, I'm sorry if I'm keeping you too long, but as we keep going, the questions keep popping up in my head. Um, how do you think Aaron Boone and the team today has been doing with the congratulating of the first responders? I mean, they're on social media every day supporting, and that's what the Yankees are, right? They are a community 
based team, and I think they're showing that right now. Uh, well, we all, we all know as fans, but the New York Yankee organization supports every type of every type of community or involved 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 with the team uh any type of any type of emergency situation uh they're known for that they know for years george has done that george george has helped people has helped the poor you know it's like the the uh, the story about uh, mr steinbrenner uh who uh who helped somebody he was a, he was a graffiti artist he you know, and he was out of work and he, you know, he didn't want to see him doing that anymore. So he hired him, he hired him to work for him and he, and he stopped doing it, changed his life, uh, things of that nature. The Yankees, the Yankees always help improve uh, the, the atrocities of life for sure. Well, and, and that's why we love him. And, you know, I know you're not a big Met fan, but I think Piazza's home run healed the city as well in 01 for sure. Um, so baseball all around, it's healed this city, it's healed the world um, through tragedy. And so, uh, Gary, I know you're going to be on top of this left, right, and center every day. And it's just going to be the best way to get through it, by covering it, right? That's the best way to get through this. Yes, you are absolutely correct. It's, you know, it's just, it's just keeping, keeping all the people who love baseball in general interested in the game uh, keeping them informed of what's going on, and once we get started, trust me, people will start be, start feeling a lot better about life and themselves as well. And one more thing, leave us with one more memory you got, favorite game, I know there's been thousands that you probably are, are your favorite, but really one that sticks to your heart, even to this day, that you wake up and say, man, I was happy I saw that game, or I was alive to see that game, or I went to that game. Okay, and I, this is another another memory, another story, and of course it involves the Yankees. Um, believe it or not, I was at the game with uh, with my dad, who couldn't stand the Yankees, who I just mentioned, biggest Mets fan, grew up with the Mets, and you know he was twenty four seven, three sixty five, all Mets, and uh, you know you know pushing me on the team back then when I was growing up, but. Um, I finally, I said, you know, I said, you're going to a Yankee game with me. Didn't like the Yankees. Didn't hate them, but didn't like them because of his National League loyalty. So I, I went to Ticketmaster, the old Ticketmaster those days. They had outlets. So you could buy the ticket, you know, like kiosks. So I bought a ticket to the game, and it was the game where Gidry struck out 18 batters. And that was where the first – the first uh, we were the first uh, game where we did the third strike clap. That's where it all began at that game, because once Gidry got like the twelve strikeouts, we just all started clapping for that third strike. So that that was that that was the game. The Angels, the California Angels. He struck out eighteen batters that game. And now he's in the Hall of Fame, you know, not the Hall of Fame, but now he's in Monument Park with the rest of the legends, so rightfully so. Yeah, um, unfortunately, I, I, I didn't see Whitey. I didn't see the great, the real great, great Yankee pitches of the past, you know. Um, but I did, you know, to me, in my lifetime, to me, um, he, he, you know, he had a short career because they burnt him out. But to me, uh, the, the best pitcher, personally, in my opinion, the best pitcher I've seen where the pinstripes was Ron Gidry. Gator. Louisiana Lightning. The Gator. Yeah. 
and um, and Louisiana, another place. Uh, Thank God, Drew Brees is donating five what million dollars down there. So kudos to him for that effort. Uh, Louisiana athletes don't get enough recognition, and I'm glad you're giving them that tonight. Yeah. So you know, um, and and just the reason I think, see, in those days, the the closer didn't matter. You only needed the closer when the starter was really, really tired. Because every starter, pretty much in those days, when they had it, they were going eight innings with no problem. They were throwing 120, 130 pitches. The problem was is that they were burning, you know, even though even though that was baseball, they burnt out a lot of those pitchers and their careers were shortened. So, therefore, they had to modify the game now so they won't burn out the pitchers because, of course, of their of their uh, new contracts where it's multi-million dollar contracts. So they don't burn him out. He doesn't get hurt. They don't, you know, they can, they, so they can last. So obviously the, you know, the, the bullpen now means more than ever in, in today's world. And by the way, he threw a complete game that night, uh, Gidry did. And that was pretty much the year, I believe, where they were down a lot right at the summer at the break. And then they came back and, one, they had that one-game playoff against the Red Sox, beat them, and went on to win the World Series. So that Gidry performance was part of that aura of the 77, 78, 79, 80, 81 uh, era there. I mean, of course, uh, you know, the, uh, part of the team back then was Catfish, you know, who they got through free agency, and, and uh, you know, they, they had a decent bullpen, uh, you know, with, uh, with, with Lyle, Sparky Lyle. Uh, they had some. They had. They had some. They had a solid pitching staff, but uh, but the ace was Ron Guidry, and uh, you know he when they needed him to come through in those days, uh, he came through. But unfortunately, he had a short career, which was only five or six years, and uh, you know he. I believe he he got hurt in uh, in the early '80s, and and it kind of ruined his career. But um, he, you know he had a tired arm, and. Um, but when he was out there on the mound, the guy was a battler, and uh, in his own way, he definitely carried the team. And uh, definitely so. All right. Well, Gary, thank you for joining us on the Sports Hour. We went about 40 minutes. It was great. And we'll have you back um, maybe around when the season's supposed to restart. You can get us up to speed, and we can continue to talk about the pages. So once again, friends who like the New York Yankees, friends who like the NY Yankees, did I get anything wrong there? And once again, the websites, just so people can get to them on Facebook. Yeah, uh, the, all you gotta do is, uh, like I mentioned, look look for those titles. You'll see you'll see the emblems, and um, you know we just ask that uh, you 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 do you do uh, support the team, and you can come join us then, and and uh, you know you'll follow us along, and we we'll try to make your days brighter. And for those who are on the page that are going to listen to this, this is more about your lead admin, Gary Walker, and, and our and our leader. So, Gary, thanks so much for doing this tonight. Appreciate it, Alex. Thank you. And uh, all the best to you and all the best to our members out there. And, uh, you know, we'll get through this. And I'm, I really believe that we will get baseball started this year. Uh, I hope I'm right. <laughs> huh. All right. Well, so do we all. All right. Thanks for joining. Have a great rest of your weekend and uh, keep listening here. We'll get more content coming your way soon.